Thank you for downloading this Desenio podcast. For more podcasts, visit desenojournal.com. Each September, the Maison et Objet Trade Fair in Paris selects the Designer of the Year, a practitioner whose work resonates across design and interior architecture, and whose output merits closer attention. It's a prestigious commission, with laureates invited to design a pavilion that serves as one of the centrepieces of the fair, providing both a moment of respite for visitors and a platform for critical engagement with contemporary design discourse. This year, Maison et Objet have recognised Christina Celestino, a designer who established her eponymous studio in Milan in 2013, providing art direction and design work across sectors. Having trained as an architect at the University of Venice, Celestino's work is grounded in consideration of spaces and furniture pieces, but her practice is eclectic, frequently drawing on principles of jewellery design and fashion that are transformed through adjustments in scale as well as aesthetic references from design history for clients such as Fendi and Sergio Rossi. For this year's edition of Maison et Objet, Celestino has channelled her design into Palais Exotique, her project for the Mariage Frere restaurant in Hall 7 of the show, which will provide a space dedicated to decoration and colour. These are traits that are prized within fashion design, but which frequently face a more muted response within architecture. Yet Celestino is adamant that her exploration will provide a counterpoint to the hubbub of the main fair. In a year in which Maison et Objet's overarching theme of metasensible explores the crossover between digital and physical space and objects, Palais Exotique is to be unashamedly tactile and material, providing an area in which traditional craft will be pushed to the forefront. To find out more, Desenio sat down with Celestino to discuss her work, The Palais Exotique, and her expectations for the month ahead. Well, thank you for joining us, Christina. To start with, could you introduce yourself and your practice? I'm architect and designer, and uh, I have my own studio here in Milano. Can you tell us a little bit about your installation at Maison and Objet this year? Yes, of course. Um, the project we have designed for the upcoming edition uh, of Maison and Objet was born out of a desire for a temporary immersion into another reality, uh, which in some way related to the theme uh, of this year, where uh, exotic beauty, love for decoration, and also my passion for color, and the need to create a scenario in connection with nature. So we have focused on a mixture between total grounding in reality and on our research on more personal insight, referring to inner landscape, to personal memories and emotion, I think. So what will visitors actually see when they step inside the installation? We wanted in some way to mention and celebrate a sort of a new dimension uh, free from schemes where different cultures could uh, coexist in an experience out of time, projecting us into a dreamlike uh, and irreverent scenario where decor uh, is manifested on equal terms with architecture. And so uh, we tried to mix various patterns together with graphical elements 
selecting uh, fabrics with a geometric pattern and monochrome uh, shiny velvets, appling um, my wall covering designed by, by me on big frame and window, creating a view on surreal landscape where out of scale fruits coexist with the regimental patterns. Uh, we mix uh, wood curved details of chair uh, with a geometric shape, the sofa. Um, and so th the project that you will see is a layering of shape, suggestion and colors. We wanted in some way recall the concept of the Jardin d'Hiver restaurant and cafe playing with the ideas of um, lightness, of uh, solidity and transparency. In our project, the internal space are fluid, uh, defined by see-through surfaces, creating a unusual and unexpected point of view and trying to bring the outside feeling to the interior space of the fair. How easy is it to create that kind of transportative space within a trade fair because trade fairs are quite intense environments they're very commercial they're very busy it's it's difficult to create i imagine a very evocative um space within that how have you found that what's the connection to the wider fair i think that um, the pandemic period has made many of us reevaluate the, the role of this type of event um, certainly, the commercial aspect regulates some dynamic, but at the same time, I continue to think about my product and um, my project in relation to people, to their lives inside of their own homes. And um, fairs are highly democratic in this sense, because fairs are able to bring the result of our work to, to the people. They give the public the opportunity to, to see, to touch and to try the product, the pieces. And in particular, Maison and Objet offers a, a very hybrid scenario. And our installation wants to become a meeting and an exchange point inside the fair. Uh, emphasizing uh, the beauty through the use of color, geometry, and trying to reconnect with our inner sensitive words, uh, despite of uh, the, the commercial environment of uh, the fair. You work across a lot of different design disciplines. You've worked with fashion brands, for instance, quite frequently. Now, a lot of the um, aspects of the installation that you've talked about, this love of decoration, of color, these connections to nature in different areas. These are these are things which I think people talk a lot about quite a lot within fashion. How open do you feel architecture is to these ideas? There remains a kind of um, reticence towards decoration within a lot of architectural discourse and colour is often uh, frowned upon a little bit. How, how do you feel that kind of work is perceived within architecture? I have to say that... Uh... I've always uh, uh, developed my design vision in a very free way, without uh, schemes or preconception. And this is uh, perhaps uh, due to the fact that I study architecture and uh, only after that I approached the design as a self-thought 
and following my passion, my instinct and my own aesthetic point of view. Since the 1950s and until today, I think that uh, there isn't uh, a single approach to design or to the or to the project because the the creative um, uh, field is very multifaceted and uh, interpretable and I don't think there is a correct or wrong interpretation but there are so many interpretation um, for example in one of our latest project uh, the new brand identity for Sergio Rossi boutique we have worked mixing the more commercial and also fashion needs together with a strong architectural feeling and identity um, doing a lot of research on material on finishing on geometry and all aspects coexist with the decoration with fashion with color uh, it's just all part of uh, the same creative process, I think. How does it affect the way you work? When you move between different disciplines and work in different areas, do you have to tailor your work according to those? Do you have to practice in a different way or are you fairly consistent? It is very similar. The process is always the same. We start with a, a lot of research then we move free in dif- with our research in different fields. We keep in mind um, the need of the client, uh, if the client is a leading company or a, a legal uh, artisan, is the same process, I think. And um, I'm fascinated by, by all sorts of projects, from the smaller scale, from working with the leading company to explore also a niche manufacturer scale. And um, this uh, transdisciplinary approach is very important part of my job and I, I love it. And this way of working with different um, clients uh, reaches us because it allows us to come into contact with very different production dynamics, with very different people, with different needs. And um, we, we apply the same type of creative approach. Very important role for me as the, 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 the instinct, to, uh, a personal feeling with, with aesthetic, with, with the client, um, love for people and um, to listen to the, the, the need of people, I think. This September's Maison and Objet has a very strong focus on digital aesthetics. And I was wondering what your relationship to digital aesthetics was, because from what you've said, there's a huge interest uh, on your part in craftsmanship, on materiality and things like that. I know you're very interested in and inspired by historical forms as well and sampling from history. How do you connect to the kind of internet aesthetics which are becoming more and more prevalent? I think that the the digital aesthetic were very useful during the period we have just lived and it was a tool in the hands of a creative in our hands but also in the hands of companies to place their product and express a vision of dreamlike and dreamy space free from the, the real picture but personally i think that a project express its full potential when it finds its roots in a real place, in a place with a historical and architectural identity. 
for me, the beauty comes from a, a layering um, and this type of beauty and this type of harmony is difficult to achieve with the digital tools. Digital is still an increasingly essential tool, but I think it is always a tool in our end at the service of design and of creativity. We work in a real context and in a context of people, of environment, both natural and human-made, with a great expressive power. big part of this power comes from the imperfection, comes from error, and errors are often difficult to obtain with a digital approach. <laughs> and imperfection is in itself a value and which arises from our human being and is often uh, uh, the spoke of unexpected result, I think. You've talked about the importance of context and being grounded in places and so on. I know you like these historical references. You mentioned the Jardin d'Hiver earlier on in the conversation. What about it interests you? Why did you want to reference that space within Palais Exotique? In general, we recall uh, uh, the atmosphere of the city of Paris, uh, um, of the ancient cafe, restaurant, uh, and this kind of uh, exotism um, that, that is um, an open mind for different cultures, for different people. And um, is, uh, beauty is uh, a process of layering, and in, in our project, we keep together um, different layering of, uh, of color, of texture, of pattern. In this way, I think we, we try to obtain a sort of uh, stratification. <laughs> Is it quite inspiring for you to be in Paris for this? Because a lot of what you've said, it sounds as if the city itself maybe would be quite inspiring for you, and there might be references which appeal to you and resonate with areas of your work. Has the city played a role in your, in your work for Maison and Objet? My, my work in general relates to, to, to city, uh, to architectural element, uh, some way in sometimes specific to, to a city or to a specific period. For example, speaking about my work for, for Nace Brioni, it recalls uh, uh, Italian Renaissance or Italian Baroque period. Uh, in some way, it recalls uh, the Roman Baroque uh, for the uh, one of the last collection, um, but it recalls also some uh, local architectural element specific of the area of Fornace Brioni uh, near Mantova, you know, in the, the middle of Italy. Um, and so it depends from, from the project, from the material, from the specific essence of the, the, the work I'm doing. And maybe as a last question, what would you want people coming into Palais Exotique to feel? What experience do you hope they have in the installation? I hope that they will um, relax, uh, enjoy this um, atmosphere, this mix uh, of different uh, color, texture, and so in some way a free approach without a, a, a commercial aim. They enjoy this 
topics of watching, converse and share is in some way a different experience from the, 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 the trouble of the, of the fair uh, with a lot of people, with a lot of crowd. Perfect. Well, Christina, thank you so much for your time this morning and for joining us. And we look forward to seeing Palais Exotique at Maison en Objet in September. You've been listening to a Desenio podcast. For more podcasts, visit desenojournal.com. This podcast was made for and supported by Maison en Objet and produced and edited by Evie Hall. Our music is by Zapsplat. <laughs>